Welcome, welcome one and all to the DL Debate. Thanks so much for tuning in. We're beaming out from the famous mountaintop studios here in Letterkenny. Now, as I say, welcome if you're listening via the wireless, sir. Like uh, Ryan, via the wireless or back on the podcast. We're going to view all the weekend's G action. I'm, as I said, I'm joined by the correspondent from the Donegal News, the one and only Ryan Ferry. Welcome to Highland Radio, Ryan. Thanks for having me, Brendan. Good to see you, lad. Good to see you. Uh, later on the show, we're going to catch up with ATU ladies boss Barney Kern after his side qualified for the semis of the college championship in Ballyhonis this week. Uh, so myself and Ryan are about to discuss all matters uh, GA in the presence of Aaron Kiernan. But unfortunately, Aaron had to... Go back training tonight. He joined Cross again. Do you know they used to shout one more tune at the Mulford in there? I think they must have shouted one more year to uh, Aaron. So he had to go back around. So we're not going to be able to discuss things with him tonight. But I caught a bit of a, an interview with him earlier today. So I did. And uh, he told us about Saturday night. Be up Saturday night? I was indeed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So listen, I always like to get a get an Armagh perspective on the game and, and, and where it's at. One of our big... Ulster rivals, of course. So we're just going to get them loaded up here. I'm sure, uh, he's enjoying pre-season training. <laughs> that's it. Back in the whole pre-season, right? And listen, man, I can't wait to get your views. Obviously, we're going to wrap up all the underage matters from the weekend. You know, talk about where Donegal is at. Talk about our, where our academy is at, or where it isn't at. Uh, so I want to get all your views on that. But first up, we're going to hear, as I say, from Aaron Kiernan and what he made of their victory over us on Saturday evening. Aaron Kiernan, always great to join us on the DL Debate. We were to have you this evening on the live chat, but you've dusted off the old cobwebs and uh, the, the Puma Kings are back on, are they, for another season? No, no bar do you, lad? Yeah, yeah, well, penance again. Um, another few months of torture ahead, but uh, ah, no, took me time just to see well, really where I was at in terms of um, the body, how it felt after last year and trained away by myself this past few months instead of getting involved with the group um, but yeah just new management and I suppose uh, a long winter break and it doesn't be too long renewing a bit of hunger so uh, yeah we'll, we'll get stuck in and we'll, we'll see where it takes us Yeah be a big addition a big addition to any group um, Aaron tell me I mean obviously it was up here at the Francie Bailey night we had a great night there's no doubt you've kept yourself in shape just around the, the management input would you get involved in, the, in, in helping the management team because listen I know you know your football and your tactics is, is it something that you'll be helping out I suppose in, in, in that role as well as well as playing no it, it probably won't be um, obviously if they come uh, to ask for advice I suppose it might be slightly different now this past few years you had it was actually just my older brother Stephen was managing um, along with Paul Herty and other brother Tony and that so you'd probably be conversing with them what might seem like a general chat <laughs> but your opinion might be going across them. Uh, this year we actually had a former All-Ireland winning captain, Anthony Cunningham coming back in um, to us but Anthony actually has been living in Burn in County Down for about 15, 16 years so while he is a cross man um, he's probably nearly like a wee bit of an outside element in him in terms of uh, he'd be coming in, he would have been looking at an awful lot of uh, down club football and that so he might know maybe the younger players coming through an Arma in terms of who's who in different clubs and that might be something that you you could help out with, you know, in terms of whenever they're trying to prepare the team. But um to be honest with you, whenever I'm playing, I just like to play. I was always of the opinion that players play, managers manage. Um and I'd rather it that way. Um I 
I'm back because I love playing. I enjoy playing. Um, and yeah, I, I don't I don't want to complicate things or muddle things too much. I just I like to get out and if I'm playing well and I get my place, great. Um, and if not, well. Yeah, and lanes and sight then, so <laughs> so be it. <laughs> we'll be, I'll be keeping a, a, an even keener eye on cross this season, Aaron. Want to wish you all the best with that, of course. Aaron, Saturday night, um, again, the raucous Armagh crew were there. A lot of people were saying, listen, they shouldn't be near relegation. That isn't going to happen, but you were down about needing a victory, and it's a victory you got. And what did you make of the of the game and the manner of the victory on Saturday evening? Uh, well, I suppose just the most important thing was it was two points. Um, it, it puts us up sort of mid table with everything in air control now. Um, you know, in terms of we win our last two games, you could be looking at a league final. Uh, you're not relying on other people to, to dig you out of a hole. So um, that definitely was really the most important thing. Um, I suppose I wouldn't say there's negativity, but there's probably just a wee bit of frustration uh, within the county in terms of how we're playing this year, in terms of really our, our setup. Um, our willingness to to really go for games, um, you know, it definitely seems like there's a change in how we set up this year, or there's maybe a change in mentality. Um, and I think really a lot of people just felt they were going to build on on what went really well last year, particularly in the Tyrone Donegal Galway games, one after another, um, in the championship. But um, I think really what we seen the other day was maybe more of how we performed against yourselves in Bally Buffet, um, where we sort of sat back in numbers trying to, to, to beat you in a counter-attacking game and, and we come up short on that occasion. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a positive that we've been able to turn that around this year, but um, I think we do need to caveat it in terms of just look at the experience that you've been missing, but more importantly, the quality of attackers that you've been missing whenever you flip the roles. Um, like Kieran Thompson, I know we only come on later on, um, but obviously Michael Murphy, Patrick McBrady, both of that are so hard to, to replace. You'll maybe never replace the likes of a Murphy um, and then maybe the likes of Ryan McHugh driving from deep. So we didn't have to deal with the same threats uh, this time around, um, but did enough to get the win. I didn't feel like we were going to get beaten um, at any stage, but I, I, I was a bit nervous later on whenever you're just looking at the scoreboard. Particularly you went in that burst with a bit, couple of points one after another, and then it was like, Jesus, how, how are we hanging on by our fingernails here whenever we should have really put this one to bed? Mm. And then, it's strange, you would think in the league, if anything, there'd be more of that kind of... I suppose that attacking element of that going beating teams but listen maybe they're planning for what is a big Ulster Championship still for them and uh, certainly if you're looking at some of the sides in there particularly a area that you might want to play that tactic listen if you went that far uh, do a final to play against and maybe that's one thing is an eye on but Aaron just around playing Donegal now you can be honest with us and that's why I love having someone from another county and from the Armagh on and, and yourself that knows the game so well there did Donegal seem like a a safe fit in, t- in terms of getting a couple of points on Saturday night now I know we're in transition and there's different things happening but from an Armagh perspective do you find them it's it's I suppose it's the third Ulster team we've gone away to we've lost every game that's the closest we've been in the game actually with that game but even so Aaron I thought maybe you just dropped your play a wee bit in the second half and oh Hugh McFadden come on we went long we did make a fist of it but did you think pre-game that this is going to be two points that Armagh definitely going to have so Donegal seemed you know one of the easier ties you're going to have in the in the league this year 
it was, yeah. That, it's fair to say that. Um, and that hasn't been the case for a long period of time. Um, and the main reason for that was not only had you good footballers, but you had tough characters, you had winners, you had strong personalities. Um, and I think just at the moment, like you said, you're, you're in transition, um, but you're in the middle of transition where you're, you have new management as well thrown into the middle of it. Um, and to be honest with you, it, it, it's just really hard to replace the quality of front men that you have. Um, it, w- it was bad enough losing Michael Murphy that that alone was going to take so much adjustment for an entire squad to deal with because not only the quality he had, but the personality, the presence that he had, the amount of people that he attracted to him. But then if you threw in the injuries then to Michael Lang and Kieran Thompson and then the McBrady one at the start, like, to be honest with you, it just throws everything up in the air because for the simple reason is I'm just sitting looking as an RMR supporter and I don't feel the same threat there. Mm. I don't think you can you can cut us open uh, the way you, you have done for, for this past 10 years. And yous were the ones who held in the insane over us were obviously for a decade before that. The roles had reversed. Um, but I, I didn't personally feel that you know we were going to be in major bother if we're isolated in one-on-one situations. Um, and I suppose you go back. I, I thought as the game went on, even just early on, I thought Donegal are, are quite predictable in how they're going to play, and it just sort of suited Arma. Arma have, like we mentioned just at the start, has turned into develop the game into a counter-attacking team where they just want to sit back, soak up the pressure wait for a turnover break in numbers um, and the fact that Donegal were just continuously carrying the ball um, their only options was to shoot poorly um, you know under a bit of pressure from an area that you wouldn't want to or run into dead ends and we'd get a turnover and that's how we'd break and that's how it turned out and i just seen that your shot conversion throughout the whole game was as low as 40% um, so I think that that's that's something that's well, it's really give you something to gauge it if you're sitting here looking back at Miles, you say, number one, right, are we not shooting from the right areas? Um, or are we just not simply getting the ball early enough to do those inside forwards that we have to give them better opportunity and one-on-one, throw a shimmy, put it over the bar. So stats sometimes can really can bore you to tears, but something like that there is something I'd be looking then for a pattern where you're saying, right, are we not putting enough scores on the board? And, and you haven't been in comparison to what you've been capable of for 10 years. Well, break that down. Why is that? You know, then you have to look at everything, how slow we are getting at the ball. Do we have options ahead of the ball? Are we going long inside enough? Um, it, it is. It's a, it's a complete rejig of everything uh, that is needed then to, to bump those scores up. Um, but the one thing I did see, and you can say it might have been Des Pierce or whatever, was see the long ball into McFadden then just created that bit of chaos amongst them because then they didn't know do we start pushing out to put pressure on the kick that's coming from 60, 65 metres out or do we just all crowd in around McFadden here and hope to pick up the brakes if he doesn't win it cleanly um, but what it does then is it makes Armagh think then it makes them question themselves if something's happening where the first 30 minutes sure all an Armagh player had to do you were just it was like a slow soccer game they were just drifting from one side of the field to the other in zonal positions um, where the second half there just there wasn't the same assurance about them um, because the game was mixed up 
Yeah, yeah. Listen, how many times have we seen it, Aaron? It's just, it's like a simple, it's like going back to football 30 years ago and just uh, let it in and it causes chaos, a bit of physicality and you're you're bypassing the blanket. And just, you know, as I say, it's hard to gauge Donegal now because of all those things he said. You know, you don't want to be too sore in any aspect of it because you've got the transition, the players, the new managers, the injuries... You know, there's so, there's so much in there. But from your own perspective, just looking at our man, you know, Mernon uh, O'Neill all over the pitch, you know, he just seems to be a colossus for you. And of course, you know, Jarley Oak-Burns. You, you used use a few players injured as well um, Saturday night to come back in as well, Aaron. So you, you're thinking like for, for, for the summer, you know, people are looking at obviously Derry's, Derry's form, your own form, you know, with Tyrone, surely they're going to come good in the championship. I think those three are the teams probably tucked in after Monaghan. I would say you'd have to put Donegal after that again in terms of people that'll be targeting a, a, a summer championship. Yeah, like, I suppose there's, there's no sense in stating otherwise or trying to think that you're being cute. Like, I'm a have to get to another final. They have to win another final. I have to get the one. Like, uh, we keep saying this, right? I've said it often enough. Like, we haven't been in another final since 08 every single county in Ulster has been in a final um, since then which is remarkable whenever you think of what yeah. went for the 10 or 12 years before that um, so it, this has definitely been building um, but you know we were in this same position this time last year where you're heading to Ballyboe play and I would say there was probably more um, RMR supporters there than than what there was uh, nearly Donegal you know given the Tuesday one that there was building within the county and we, we came up short so um, usually maybe that is something that managers are thinking about that the the sort of feel that you need to have suppose there's more than one way to skin a cat type of thing in terms mm. of tactically but um, I, I I feel that where, where we're, we're going to struggle come championship is even this time last year in the league we'd scored seven goals now we've only scored one you know, so while what we're doing might be beneficial in terms of defensively, it is taken away from what we're doing attacking in terms of we Donegal were left in a game the other night where I, I felt it shouldn't have been it should have been maybe four or five points out, you know, that you weren't sort of hanging on, trying your best, I'm sure we didn't give away a goal, just just to give away a draw at the end, which could have happened, high ball in the square anything can happen um, you know so that for me is well there might be benefits to it I think you're inviting the better teams onto you um, and the better teams that you're giving possession and giving them uncontested possession till they make it up into your own half um, they're, they're just too good too well set up and too smart at picking you off um, so I, I think from ourselves there's a balance that needs to be found there in terms of defending the numbers but still Given our forwards the opportunity to do what they do best, which is put scores on the board. Yeah, yeah, and listen, and it's very interesting the style of plays you say there between goals. You know that's 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 interesting. It's obviously taken away from it. That said, you know you down the carry last week and locked down. You know one of the best forwards there is, or forward lines there is around. So maybe there's a thing where they're perfecting a certain style at the back that 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 counter attack. As we know, when you get to Crow Park. It's not a tactic that serves teams well because it doesn't suit the fast-playing open spaces. But as you said, 
if McGinney and the crew are, are uh, targeting that elusive Ulster, a running Ulster, as you said, a final would be something even, but I would expect you so want to win it when you're there. That must be the big game. And after that, you know, if they do need to change styles going into the going into the group stages of, of the championship, that's something they can look at. But that must be the target then, Ulster first. Oh, it has to be. It has to be. And, and to be honest with you, um, the next few weeks uh, in the league campaign, there's, there's huge amount riding in them. Um, you know, you're coming away on Saturday night, and I'm thinking, you know, it, it's great. Um, it, 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 it's great where we're at um, in terms of getting the two points on the board. And then next thing you see what Bloody Throne go and do uh, the next day. And if we didn't get a win against Donegal, as good as maybe you might have felt that, if we, or if we don't get a win against Galway. You're you're going into the last game then against Throne in a shootout, yes. and if Mayo have already made a league final, they're playing Monaghan, and we Monaghan have done the Houdini on the last day of the league continuously for three or four years now. You know, so that's why the next few weeks. I know we're always building towards championship, but I suppose this is the brilliant thing about the league at the moment, and and everybody playing against teams you know that are at their own levels. There's so much riding uh, on on the league football at the moment, your league standing, um, that I think we'll learn a wee bit more about ourselves again uh, against Galway. Always seem like they're, they're they're quite capable of playing a, a, a passive or a defensive game, um, and then they can open up and, and punish you. Um, mm. They seem like they find a decent balance where I think we've maybe just gone a wee bit too much uh, in, in one direction and I do think it has taken away from, from ourselves but um, the only thing I would say is for the last 10 minutes against Mayo like we've sat back and we've given uncontested kickers for durations of games now which I'm not really sure what the thinking is behind that um, Same as Kerry, but yeah. against Mayo whenever yeah, when, mm. whenever, but but we didn't switch against Kerry. For the last ten minutes, whenever we were five points against Mayo, we went absolutely ball headed after them. Yeah. Every kicker pressed right up, put pressure on Colin Reid. The whole crowd got behind us. The place was rocking. It was going mad, you know, which was brilliant. That feeds on to the field, um, and I think that's whenever I'm at the best, where you're playing sort of your high intensity, high pressure football. Um, you know, that's whenever those players, it's what suits them best. Um, yeah. And like I said, uh, I just, I would be, if I was looking way down the lane, I think we'll we'll clearly cover for Antrim enough in, in the first round of the championship. But heading to Breffney Park against Cavan. Yeah, um, they're going um, well. That'll, that'll be a spicy. Bubbling away nicely yeah. there. Like that, yeah. Exactly. That, that's like, a, a, as much as I, I, I can talk about those the final or clearly that's where the end goal is that's what we're going to be getting to there but th- that game against Cavan is it's going to be a massive game of football it's going to be the equivalent of heading the body buffet last year for ourselves there's no doubt about it yeah one of the top uh, scorers in the four divisions Cavan they'll certainly uh, liven it up that's great stuff to come Aaron as ever thanks very much for joining us in the DL debate cheers Brandon thanks a million yeah, that was Aaron Kernan there. He's hitting the, the mucky pitches of uh, Crossbow Glen now, doing the old pre-season. Uh, fair play to him, no bar. Listen, we're going to pick it up with Ryan after these breaks. Welcome back, welcome back, Ryan. You've been waiting, listening to the, the wise words of Aaron Kernan. Uh, they say the league table doesn't lie. What do you make of where we're at now, Ryan? Yeah, Brendan, I would, um, as you say, it doesn't lie. We've We've got three points. It's a... It's been a tough Division 1 campaign. It's very congested there. You know, we've played five rounds now and Donegal have 
one win and a draw and uh, three defeats. And you know, we can't really have much complaints about that. You know, um, I suppose if you if you had a, a glass half empty, you would perhaps say that we we're fortunate even to have the three points that we do have. You know, when you think back to the, the late winner against Kerry and Paul Conroy standing over that free in Leonard Kenny, so. It leaves us in a, in a very, very difficult position. I suppose you you know, maybe you were thinking before a ball was kicked that if you could get to five points, it would possibly keep you up. But I think looking at it now, you know, yes. I think that that Tyrone win over over Kerry um, yesterday, that is no favours whatsoever. And you know, even if we got a draw and a, a win over last in the last two games. I don't think it's going to be enough. I think we're going to have to win those last two games, Bren. Yeah, and you think, Ryan, just the way the league was set up, the, the Ulster teams we've played, which, which you know, particularly, I suppose, the way we went down the morning in the second half, or nearly our entire game against uh, Tyrone, and then particularly in the first half of last night, like Ulster teams, how they play, don't suit us at the minute. You know, it's kind of looking at the way Kerry played us. They kind of back off us a bit and let us play, and I know it was whatever Kerry team was up. But Galway at times let us play as well. You know, it was nearly like the worst thing we could have had was those three Ulster rivals away and them all needing points themselves. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I suppose we were wondering how things would play out with the, the new management team, Brendan, and would there be much evolution, you know, but it seems to be, you know, that we just revert to type and we end up just passing the ball laterally across across the pitch and I think I think teams are you know particularly those Ulster teams that are you know well tuned into it I think they I think they realise that you know that if they're playing Donegal they can sit back and you know Donegal are going to struggle to break through them and they're going to be reluctant to kick the ball and there's going to be certain people that are going to get very high up the field that are going to end up in decent positions and are probably going to come back out with possession again you know and like just you know, is there going to be evolution? You know, perhaps we seen it in the second half, the last day, and Warren was talking about Hugh McFadden going in and and what it did, just bringing that wee bit of extra variety to it. And you know, do you think though, Ryan? You know, looking at the first half was so terrible. Why are we waiting till the second half to do that? We have this big mountain to climb. We got back into the game. You know, but we really unhinged our man. Listen, that our man team is they aren't. They, they they stopped the whole carry forward line the week before away from home. So it is a difficult proposition. But the only real way to do it is either you break the line, which we don't have powerful enough players to do it, or you get it inside and and suddenly we come back in the game. But I just think why it took so long for that to happen. You know, there's only one way to get past the blanket defence, right? Well, two ways is either to get they get past it fast with with give go and break a tackle, which we weren't able to do, or give it indirect. Uh, to Huey, you know, and he was he was a bit of a revelation. Second half, we weren't expecting that, were we? No, we we, we weren't expecting from Huey, and you know, he's, he's done it for Killy Beggs before. Yeah, so I suppose there's 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 no we reason. Did, we did try him a few times up there, Ryan, but it never really happened that much for him. We have had a few attempts of playing him inside. I I, I remember um, I remember Rory Gallagher played him there in an, in an Ulster semi final against Tyrone, maybe 2017. Didn't work out. Funny, I I was up at a challenge game. And down at an opening of a, a pitch in down, I can't remember even what, where it was called, a couple of years ago. And Donegal were kind of short of you, and they tried, he tried Huey in full forward, and it didn't work at all. You know, but it, I suppose it did, but it, it seemed to cause a bit of problems the last day. I know, I know people are talking about, I've seen it on social media, talking about Donegal winning the throw in the last day and, you know, just kicking the ball backwards yeah. instead of kicking the ball in when, 
but you know, I suppose maybe the, the one thing maybe people didn't realise was the starting half forward line for Donegal um, on Saturday evening was Darrow Boyle at right half forward, Owen Van Gallagher at centre half forward, and Keelan Ward mm. at left half forward. You know, so there was there was none of those players probably looking to link the play. You know, they were probably looking to go into heading towards their own goal as opposed to maybe looking for what might happen in an offensive mm. perspective. But it was tough on Keelan Ward now. Um, you know, because he, he he didn't do anything wrong in the first half over anybody else, but to be called ashore like that before half time, and it was almost half time. I just a few wee things in there, and I'm like, what's what's the point in that? You know, I mean, he was dropped for the game previous. I was like, you know, just keeping harmony in, in the group. And I know Donegal were desperate at the time, but I was thinking it was nearly half time. You know, the impact wasn't going to be felt to the second half, but yeah, just I suppose when you we're trying to get a handle on Donegal because of injuries, retirements, new management. You know, we keep talking about this transition. I think we, we've been learning some bits and pieces, you know, from particularly from, say, the 120. We conceded against Monaghan. I mean, that hasn't happened in the last couple of games. Our defence has tightened up considerably. But we, we always thought we've got these scoring forwards. And uh, as Aaron was giving us the stat there, 40% conversion. Now, a lot of them may be under pressure or awkward shots and that. But the one place we had a bit of ability was certainly kicking the ball over the bar. That seemed to have left us on Saturday evening. Yeah, it, it did. Like, and if, I'm just thinking back now to to when Oshin Gallen had the ball and when when Jimmy Brennan had the ball. And they just they seemed to be on the periphery of it all the time. You know, you know, maybe close enough that they could they could have a you know a hail mary shot at goal that might go over once every three or four attempts, or they were just going to play it out. You know, backwards and you know, it's, as I said, like you know what. When when we played that half forward line, and I I agree with you, like I, you know, I don't know what I don't know what the plan was with Killing Ward. I don't know was it to try and man mark Charlie Oak Burns per, yeah. perhaps it, it didn't work, and I, I felt it was a bit unfair on him as well. But you know, maybe if we get Kieran Thompson back, maybe if we get Ray McHugh back. But the reality is now, Brendan, you know, okay, we're all hoping Ray McHugh comes back, but that's what we have now. Yeah, you know, like that's you know, Kieran Thompson was back, you know, Patrick McBurty make it back for later in the year but you know you can't bank on it like that's the that's the reality so you know what what, what Paddy Carr had to work with the last day is what he's, yeah. he's got going forward now really and yeah. you know they're going to have to as you said you know they, they, they scored 10 points the last day they'd won 9 the previous week against against Galway now obviously had maybe more more chances that day but they're going to have to get that yeah. scoring rate up if they're you know Whatever about staying in Division One, yeah. if they're if they're going to be make a a real fist of this Ulster Championship, and I suppose we're we're going to talk about mention the academy in a minute and what is coming down the tracks because we're looking like we need, you know, as much talent coming through as ever, Ryan. But just about staying in the division, Ryan, which we talk so much about because of the danger of of going down to two and potentially you could go out of Ireland. Or who's to say what could happen? You know, the bottom two are out of of Division Two. Whoever finishes up there aren't going to be in the All Ireland series. You want to be in Division 1. We're playing a marauding Mayo next in a, in a Roscommon team that's having a great season as well. Um, you know, should we beat them? We stay in the league and <laughs> we, we get ready for Ulster round. But that's a big ask, this Mayo team. You know, we've seen it so many times, but there seems to be something very fresh about this Mayo team. They're playing some sparkling football and they're going for teams. So, listen, I think we'll get loads of opportunities at the other end, but keeping them out, keeping goals out, it could be difficult, and particularly with us not scoring goals, you know, everything's looking at a Mayo victory, but the home venues seem to have been 
really, really big in the in the league this year by and large. And the the home teams have got a, a real big bounce off it. Even us in Letterkenny, the 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 hoodoo of Letterkenny, we keep saying we we, we had enough chances to definitely put Galway out of sight in that game before that. Late opportunity. So listen, it's all down to this Balbafadium. Should we lose to me? Oh, listen, we're we're buying large down, I would think, Ryan. So this is do or die stuff for us uh, uh, to come two weeks. It is like, and you know, the the the, the teams winning away from home. You know, it seems to be so so difficult. You know, and you're wondering why is it? You know, is their hometown decisions going against teams? Uh, like you know. I don't want to be bashing referees here, Brendan, but, you know, we're doing player ratings in the newspaper and, uh, you know, if a player makes a little mistake, we're highlighting it. And, you know, I thought some of the decisions against Donegal, you know, and particularly in the last 20 minutes, the last day, you know, which had a huge impact on the game. And I know I was reading in the paper today that Jack O'Connor not happy with some of the calls that went against Kerry and, and, and Oman. You know the standard of officiating, and I know there's a lot of new referees being tried out, and you know they have to be allowed to make mistakes as well. But you know it is having an impact. But Brian, did you? I mean, I seen on Sunday game last night, our main GA show on TV, and and the line come out from the Gucci, but it's a foul somewhere that's not here. And then Wheeler was talking about um, you know defining the tackle, and I'm like, well, you know you're going to get refs. That's just human, you know. And the tackle is a tackle. We know it's a foul. We know what it isn't a foul. Now refs might on a split second have to make a decision. But you know, we're on about a swarm tackle that round. There's nothing you can do about that. We can't make the game perfect. I think we gotta just you know, we gotta help our officials as much as we can and train and if, and I suppose, you know, help them make the right decisions. But there is a human element to this and there is rules in our game. It can't be perfect. No, like you're right in saying that. And you know, obviously, you know, in the swarm tackle, it can go one way, you know, sometimes a referee will spot a free, so a lot of times he won't. But I think people can make peace with that. I think it's the one where it's just maybe a little hand on the uh, on the arm or something. Like there was one given against Stephen McMenamin on Saturday night on Stephen yeah. Campbell. Yeah, and like you know, and I, I know the the big Cork midfielder Ian McGuire was sent off a couple of weeks ago for a little tug on the jersey. I don't think Dean Rock even realised what happened. You know, that, but that, that was that was bad. The two sentences off for shock, and I mean your man went down the. The car glad it was a disgrace yeah. when he hit the ground. But right? I, 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 tr- I tried refereeing once in my life, Brendan. <laughs> I know, that's what and, I mean. And an under-10 game, and I would never do it again oh, in my lad, life. I'm with you on that, Ryan. I did, did an underage thing one time. And listen, that's what I mean. we got to support them. But yeah, listen, we got to keep doing our best, Ryan. That's, that's the senior stuff. I say, Just looking across the, the weekend there, we had a couple of uh, wins. You were at the minor game. Huge victory over Fermanagh. And we're, we're looking for good signs. Uh, obviously, Leo Murphy Cup is where Donegal beating Mayo, finally getting off the mark in, in that tournament. So a couple of couple of wins from our underage footballers of the weekend. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I suppose we'll, we'll take everything that's going at the, at the minute, Brendan, because, you know, obviously there's been a wee bit of doom and gloom around. But, you know, I, I was at that minor game in, in Devonish before I went to Armagh on, on Saturday. And, you know, you know, Fermanagh, I suppose it, it is very, very challenging for Fermanagh. And I know they beat us in the Under-20 Championship a few years ago, like, and they can have go- good teams, but just with their sheer numbers and the size of the county, like, it, it is, it's, it has to be very challenging yeah. for them to do it. And, you know, they don't look like they have a particularly strong group. And, you know, they scored two points and the first one came in the 49th minute. And I was worried at one stage, Brendan, that they weren't going to score at all. And, you know, didn't show a huge amount of it's adventure. Tough, it's tough. And you do wonder, like, you wonder when that's going on, 
you know, where where is the help for the likes of Fermanagh in that situation? But like Donegal could only do what they, what they could do. Um, you know, they beat Tyrone well the, the the previous week. Now Tyrone were missing their boys from the colleges and things. But I, I would think if Donegal got another crack at Tyrone, they wouldn't they wouldn't mind doing it. They're they're a team to keep an eye on, Brendan, without mm. getting too excited about them. There's some big men in the middle of the field. You know, you've Larkin McGee, whose brother Jason McGee, you've Oshin Scanlon, who would be the son of your old teammate uh, Johnny Scanlon. You know, they've a couple of good forwards in there. Um, you know, Stephen Callahan, Connor McCahill, and these lads, Jack Higgerty, um, of Nevolton, Michael Higgerty's son as well. So, like. You know they 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 seem to be motoring reasonably well, but it's it's. So uh, Higgs is Higgs's sons in the Neve Alton parish. He is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Jack Higgerty, yes, we very um, very athletic. Uh, wing Gilcar, Gilcar won't be happy with that <laughs> well, I don't know now but I'm sure he'd be a great asset to Neil yeah, Walton listen, that's the, people move about that's life yeah and uh, yeah but I suppose our under 20 team you know I was up the first day when they played Derry and you know Derry Derry have five under Derry have five under 20s in the senior team yeah. and in the senior panel yeah. and some of them like Lachlan Murray came on the last day and you know they're not just taking up jerseys there. Rory Gallagher's looking at them, so yeah. that's from that minor all Ireland yeah, team. Yeah, you know, so like they they have a lot of players coming, and you know, I was kind of worried that day. And it's, it's probably it's an interesting one. You know, they're not a bad team, Donegal, but you know, they're playing the likes of Austin Caulfield midfield, and you know, to me, Austin Caulfield from the Rossa is a great prospect. But he probably hasn't got the size for midfield. But that's probably where Donegal need to play him because you know they haven't probably haven't got huge physicality or huge size, which is probably in contrast with their under seventeen team, yeah. you know, which which appear to have that. But no, a really a really good result for the for the Donegal under twenties. Um, you know, again, not particularly sh- sure if this is you know going to be a really strong age group for us. I think I was looking at it the last day in the match report I got sent. There were seventeen players used, and only seven of those were in their last year. Yeah. Whereas, in, I think in comparison with last season, the team that lost to Tyrone in the Ulster semi final, I think fourteen of the fifteen starting players were all over age for this year. Like so, that makes it that makes it a wee, a wee bit more challenging. But, but just for more seventeens here, the academy round it's it's coming up and down, and and obviously it's it's an absolute disaster. It's been you know. Whatever the reason behind it, in terms of Lacey not being happy with the county board and, and about the structure, and then the coaches stepping away, and hopefully they'll come back. Right, but has the academy first of all had any effect? Do you think into the the seventeens there, or is it too early to, to mention that? And and where do you see now? Do we have to per- appoint somebody basically to take up Ryan's role and and to revive the thing and get it going again? Well, I, I suppose you know, Carl. I think was appointed in in t- at the start of twenty twenty one. So this minor group would have been coming through fifteens, sixteens. You know, and this would have been the, the under seventeen year of it. You know, you're chatting about talent ID. You know, it's hard to say at the minute. You know, would it necessary? How much of a difference it would make at the minute? But you don't know, and maybe in a couple of years' time, we'll, we'll be saying, well, a certain player probably wouldn't have made it unless you know those those procedures were were in place at under fifteen and under sixteen level, you know. So, like, 
you know, I know there's a county committee meeting tonight and, you know, I don't know how much we'll hear from it. Uh, mm. The press not allowed in, Brendan. I, I would right. think that maybe tonight wouldn't have been you, a bad you day. You've got a spy in there or something. I w- maybe tonight wouldn't have been a bad day to, <laughs> you know, to, to have it, had us in. But, yeah. like, to me, something, you know, this, and a lot of people are saying it, that, you know, we're going to fall off, yeah. you know, we we can stop that fall off now, Brent. Yeah, you know, yeah. we, we, we just have right, to really grab it. Like, that we need we need the, the players like that. Obviously we know about McFadden calling down there and Papa doing what we Sligo, Mark is down me, Ross Common, McHugh. But Carol Lacey, you know, those uh, the boys in the county team they loved him, you know, they loved him. They thought he was unreal. And now he's gone and you're like, Is someone else gonna like I don't want to see He's in there everywhere gallery <laughs> in the summer. So, listen, I just think it's such a shame to lose something like that. Whatever happened now, it looks like... I'd, th- listen, there's two sides to this. Uh, I can't get my head around but it's just such a shame because we need to really draw on these boys now in terms of particularly that golden era of the last All-Ireland uh, victory. Yeah, like you're right in saying that there are there are two two sides to every story and... You know, what side? What side are you on? What side are you on? Hearing, hearing wee bits from one side and yeah, you'll be missing yeah. a wee chunk. See, of that's ones. what I'm saying. I'm really afraid to say what, what you know because it needs to be right. Like ah, like sorry, me and you having a chat or whatever. This is what I heard, but it, it needs to be factual. And like, obviously, that report came out in the, in the paper, and there was a county board official yeah. named and all that, and it it just seemed to snowball from that, you know. But I, I, like, I think at this stage, Brent, now, you know, like as you said, Carl Lacey footballer of the year yeah. four time all star he's a huge amount to you know he's gone through the education path yeah. you know I, I hope and I hope that we can get him, get back, him back on board at some stage but probably for this season now you know there's you know there's an under 15 there's a Bunkrana Cup starting soon you know you know I know we, and it's tough on the county board there's a lot going on and there's probably a lot being thrown at them but they've really got to grab it now Brenton yes. and you know, get get to get somebody in place here, get a good person, yeah. and chat to these other coaches. Yeah. You know, because like I've no doubt, get them, get them. Well, I, I've no doubt that the Lacey would have coaxed some of them in. Yeah. But you know, they, most those, of them they, still want to come back. But those, the, those they've got involved for the betterment of Donegal, Donegal football yeah, going yeah. forward, and you know that premise still remains. And we need to get on to these people, and we need to get them back. Get them back, good man, no better man, Fergus McGee to to get things uh, salvaged <laughs> it's a tough one for him to come in and have to sort out uh, Ryan listen we'll talk some more after these messages The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen and there's free admission entertainment every weekend Sabrina Robb here from Donegal Hearing Clinic If you're struggling to hear everyday conversations or find it difficult to understand people in a crowded room you may have hearing loss Problems like these are common and we're used to helping people resolve them. We offer hearing assessments and we'll discuss your options. You can call us on 074 91 88 470 or visit donegalhearingclinic.ie. Life sounds brilliant with Donegal Hearing Clinic, Letterkenny and Bunkrana. When it comes to fibre broadband, feeling is believing. Whether it's the bliss of speedy downloads in your new pad, family movie nights with more goosebumps and less buffering, or the confidence of knowing your home office is future-proofed on the ESB network, Syro 100% Fibre Broadband lets you experience life without limits. Believe in the power of Syro Broadband and feel the difference of fibre today. Search your air code at syro.ie. Syro, do life different. Available in selected areas. 
Like Very, we deliver everything you need and more with over 70,000 products and free home delivery. Freshen up your family's wardrobe at prices you love. Get the very latest inspiration for your great outdoors. Level up your sports gear with the very biggest brands. With Very's choice across fashion, home, toys, gifts, beauty and electricals, you can choose the brands you love and we will deliver them for free. Shop now at Very.ie. Free delivery excludes large items. Callahan's Gala and Go Birch, your one-stop family shop. Drive in to our newly renovated spacious forecourt. Fill up with our upgraded modern fuel pumps and save with our keen Go Fuel prices. Located on the main Letterkenny to Derry Road, we're the ideal pit stop on your Donegal journey. Fast flow fuel, self-service or attended with a smile. Shirts all go at Callahan's. The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny, serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend. Yes, welcome back. We're shooting the breeze here. Me and Ryan Frey of the Donegal News. Joe Dex, of course, just keep me right as ever. Now, at the weekend, there, Derry uh, marched to the summit, or stayed at the summit, Ryan. I think they were there anyway. Uh, beating the dubs in uh, Celtic Park and after the match we heard from Rory Geller. Well Rory, uh, nine games unbeaten, two more points in the league, uh, promotion chase and unbelievable scenes at the end. How do you sort of put it into words? Just to the toes, this is why you play sport. Mal, we're very fortunate and I just love it and uh, I'd imagine all the players love it and all the supporters of the county board and I just did delight to be part uh, of a group like that and that's why you play at this level because uh, you just want days like this and look, it's a wide thing to say like 15-20 20 minutes in the second half you could live with losing once you're in the end of a battle like that once you've a group of players giving everything in the way Dublin were but so we did this fighting against in the first half we didn't you know and do you put your finger on it like I know he's a lot of missed chances as well Rory that could left his better place but what, uh, what was the thoughts at half time I think, they think we just didn't raise the occasion and we played within ourselves and we were far too standoffish of Dublin far too cautious with the ball and you got to throw caution to win you're, you're mixing it with one of the greatest group of players that have ever played albeit there a few new players but uh, we, had to stand, we had to get stuck into them you know it's very old school but you got to work hard and you got to show the desire and you know with that then you can implement your tactics with them without the ball Would the level of expectation have been a factor at all do you feel? Like, I don't think so but obviously this is a unique situation for the players to, to come here you know being on RTE and you know 10 or 12 or 13,000 people at the game but look we didn't raise it in the first half we were lucky to be still in the game and then we did and the goal was huge but on top, on top of that you turned them over more in the second half goal was huge but yeah we turned them over and we weren't turning them over in the first half but we should have gone in the first half but goal was huge but I thought you know once we got to grips with Dublin you know I'm not saying it was easy it was far far from that but you know we weren't being as picked apart the way we were we're starting to turn them over and we're starting to do better on both sets of kickouts, and the, the momentum can change Lachlan Murray with a point Austin with a point Shea won the free big bench impact aye look I suppose that's what we're looking for those boys that have a good few appearances under their belts so they are and just delighted that they made the impacts you know Austin's was an unbelievable point so it was and Lachlan as you said brilliant point but look have to do it the training on Tuesday night now Brenton Rogers with the winner it's just an incredible fella you know better than me uh, so he is and just delighted to move in the middle of the field whether Owen McAvoy appeared in the scene or not we were moving in the middle of the field and we're just delighted with him he's just a phenomenal player and a phenomenal person what was the message at half time Murray because he's hadn't really performed first half was like we were 7-2 down and we were way uh, by a long stretch the second best team on the pitch you know in a two horse race because we were standing off them we weren't playing with enough hunger we weren't playing with enough intensity with the ball you know Dublin are, are more measured in occasions like this look it wasn't challenging but it's very very close to it there's a lot of days here at Dairy Plain Champions it wasn't the same atmosphere same crowd and we had to kind of generate 
motivate that by, by showing more desire, and that's what we did. And what can a win like that do for a team? I know there's winning matches, but there's winning matches in that manner. Uh, there's winning mat- 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 matches in that manner, but look, Dublin are a team for all seasons. They win them by 10 points, 20. They come from five down, they win them in the last minute. We want to be experiencing that. With all due respect to probably some of the opposition we've played in the league in the last couple of years, we would feel we're better than that, but we've earned the right to do it. And it's just great to be playing Dublin, but we want to play them regularly. Yeah, Rory Gallagher there. They're in March on. They're looking good. They're looking good. Another team that's looking good is our ATU ladies. They're heading for Ballyhonas for the semi-finals of the college's championship. I'm now doing, but joined by their manager Barney Kern. Barney, how are you this evening? Oh yes, Brandon. How things? I'm just off the just off the training pitch there. Is when you're trying to get me. That's 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 where the phone was. As a man said, out of action. But no, we're all good. We're all good. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's good. Yes, yes. You were giving the big team talks there, were you? You were. You were, you were. Uh, well, well, they're just, <laughs> just no team talk. Inspirational stuff. Inspirational <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I leave them to have time. <laughs> but are you going well? You, you, you was one last weekend in convoy setting up this uh, this weekend. So the two semis is on at the weekend, and then if you qualify the final, kind of the way the the Sigerson used to be, you know, played off. I think that's the best way to do it. Uh, really bring the bring the four teams together. It is, it is Brendan. There's there's uh, seven or eight levels. Or different uh, different levels of uh, competition and the and the uh, and the weekend. Uh, it's known as the O'Connor Cup weekend, but it's something similar to the uh, the Sigerson weekend of old. You know, when they meet in the semi-finals on the one day and then they play in the final the next day. So yeah, we're lucky enough. We're the only uh, ATU left in it. Thank God there was uh, well there was uh, four, uh, three or four left on the Wednesday night, and then at the time. All the games were played. We were uh, we were the only ones through. So when we're holding the competition down in the and the dome, you know the ATU is uh, is holding the weekend. So it's it's good to have a representative, and you know. Yeah, and it's it's yourselves, Barry. There's two Cork teams on the other side, and there's is it DCU? Aye, uh, DCU. We're playing DCU. We're playing DCU at half twelve. Uh, a DCU second team and we are playing uh, and then the final is on the Saturday uh, now we have to win we have to win the Friday of course but uh, the two Cork teams meet in the other semi-final MTU who beat us in the final last year uh, of the lower division and uh, UCC uh, two I think they're playing so so we'll get a chance we'll kind of get if we are uh, lucky enough to get through uh, we'll see the second half of their game Yes, Barney. Well, listen. We wish you all the best. I hope you come back with the the trophy, and we'll we'll meet you back in Litter Kitty. Oh, thank you very much, Brendan. Thanks for the coverage. Keep and, up the good uh, work. Ed, I'm sure we'll chat to you at the end of the weekend. Thanks, my Brendan. Cheers, Barney. Thank you. Top man, Barney Kern. There, right. as I say, ATU boss heading for the. O'Connor finals there. Hopefully they get all the way. Right, we just heard from uh, Rory Geller there. Derry, just going straight to set. Now, that's it, Ryan. Very poor first half. You know, they really looked like a kind of sitting in their shell. The dubs just played around them. It was kind of what Dub- Dublin did to a lot of teams when they came to Crow Park and tried to shut up shop. But they grew into the second half. They needed that goal. And then they just got a wee bit of feeling that the, the balls got behind them and that. But it, it wasn't like a perfect uh, performance by the many sense, it was straight to the imagination. No, definitely not. And like Brian Fenton was strolling about in the first half and you were wondering like... Yeah, it was very unlike <laughs> Derry. Did, did some of their scores would seem so simple. I was like, what am I watching here? You know, I don't think Rory Gallagher was caught in the hop by, by Brian Fenton. And it was interesting, you know, like it was Brendan Rogers that was marking him and got the run around in the first half. And then, you know, he... 
he upped the ante in the second half. But Kieran Kilkenny puts that ball across to the back post to Cormac Coslow. It's probably a different story, but it's interesting. There's a lot of momentum going behind Derry, but you know, I I, I think we'll see that. I think you know, Donegal got a lot of criticism for the way they set up in the Ulster final last year, Breton. But I think you'll see the, a lot of teams mirroring Derry when it when it really comes to it later on in the year. Yeah, but that as you're saying, it just looked like Derry. That tactic doesn't work. Now, I think Rory Geller must have a second plan in place for down the line because they've won Ulster now, and surely they're targeting the groups now in terms of getting back to Crow Park. And I think that's where this team has to evolve. Yeah, and I think he, I think he look at it, Breton, and you look at Kerry yesterday. If he can shut out Clifford, you know they're not amazing. You know Dublin. Dublin are, are beatable other teams it's 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 open there for somebody that can come through it but the big thing for Derry they've been quite fortunate with injuries down through the, the last couple of years can't afford any injuries No injuries Brian 100% Brian, thanks very much for joining us this evening great to wrap up all with you I want to thank say, Joe Dex here for producing as ever Head of Sport Ashin Kelly Aaron Kernan and everyone else who uh, contributed to the show Uh, stay tuned for the excellent Monday night sessions as ever I'll speak to you all next week